Hello, everyone. Welcome back to episode 11 of the Views from the Bench podcast. I'm here with Patty. Patty, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm fantastic. We're actually watching the game right now, and the Leafs are down early again. As usual. <laughs> As usual. Anderson's uh, in net. Yeah, Anderson's in net. First game of back-to-back. Uh, oh, anyways, do you, <laughs> do you want to uh, well, kind of tee off who we're having on? Yeah, I'm fired up for this episode. Uh, really excited to have a, an ex-teammate of mine. Uh, Ryan DeSilva is going to be joining us on the podcast, and it's going to be a really great interview, and I think you guys are going to really enjoy it. Yeah, so uh, again, we'll uh, we'll see you on the other side of that interview. We got Hopefully, we can pry out some good stories out of him, and uh, we'll see how it goes. We're actually just going to, we already kind of hopped in your interview, but we'll just get it going <laughs> again, I guess. Is that all right? Yeah, for sure, boys. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you, like, uh, questions about your actual career, and then hopefully you got some stories for us. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm a big story guy. No filter. <laughs> yeah. so. I know you are. I, I buffered him. He <laughs> <laughs> gave me some pretty good ones that I, we probably can't talk about, but fuck, I'd love no. to just ask you about them later. <laughs> oh, for sure, buddy, for sure. Um, all right, I guess, uh, actually, you told me a story once when we were working together, and I, and I wanted to ask you about it anyways, but um, you played in McDavid, right? So I didn't play with them. I played uh, summer hockey against them. Like so, we have like this uh, this Wednesday night league out in Newmarket. Um, kind of like the same thing as a Thursday night league that we have at with the sport check team. Yeah. But he's uh, he's played it a couple of years. He didn't play it this past summer um, because he was hurt and stuff like that. But when uh, anytime we play his team, it's it's pretty fun. There's a lot. Of, a lot of people come out and stuff like that. It's kind of crazy how how many uh, how many kids you see in the on like a Wednesday night in New York wearing his Edmonton jerseys and stuff like that. It kind of just blows you into the mind. And you know, you kind of got everyone's kind of uh, just you know having a good time and stuff like that. And you know, this this guy's having like sign autographs and stuff like that. Wow, for, it's a kind of funny. for a men's league summer game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, we're sh- we're showing up ten minutes before the game and. You know, the, the, these people are there probably an hour before trying to see him, uh, trying to see him go through the main doors. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the, you, I remember you tell me when you're, uh, when you're going up against them, how you feel like the, the wind <laughs> passed by. Oh you. yeah. Yeah. So two, two years ago and you know, like it, it was a pretty big game just cause they, they had a lot of like, uh, like our team's like mostly 98s and like their team's mostly 97s and you know we we we, we knew most of uh, most of the guys on the team and stuff like that and kid you not first shift this guy goes by me he's wheeling down and like I'm like you know seat cutting backwards trying to keep up with him and everything this guy blows by me wide and I kid you not I literally feel some wind and I'm like oh my god like what am I doing out here yeah you think he was going I, like 60 I felt out of place in like summer hockey yeah that's too funny. That that is wild. I can only imagine the the fear. <laughs> that is going to yeah, it, it was pretty 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 funny because I think he had just finished up his second or third year in the show, and you know this guy's out in all the Edmonton stuff, and you know we're kind of he's not even trying really. Like he's he's really just kind of you know out there having a good time with his buddies, and everyone's just trying to keep up with him really. Yeah. Oh, the guy's setting the pace. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, guys, pushing the pace like uh, it's a Wednesday night in Newark, and this guy's flying out here. He's not even trying. It's it's, it's pretty funny. Yeah, 
No, I, I mean, like, that's ridiculous. When you, t- when you told me that, I, I, I don't even know how long ago you told me that, but I never forgot it because, like, holy shit, like, you know, can only imagine how fast he is. It's ridiculous. I mean, that just shows, like, the speed Yeah, it's crazy, too, because, like, you know, you see him on TV and you're like, wow, he's, you know, he's fast, but then to actually see him in person and, like, you know, like, see, like, see him... Be on the, like be on the same ice and like kind of like see like him skating up the ice, come back down, coming down to your side. You know, it's it's something pretty special. Right. Um, do you want to ask your question? Or? Yeah. So, like, I know you. I remember you got drafted to the Sioux and everything. So, I just want to ask you, like, how did that all play out, and how did it transition from you getting drafted to the Sioux and then ending up playing in the queue for most of the junior career? Yeah. So it was some like you know go through your minor major year and. Kind of, kind of had my heart, like my mindset that I was gonna go, go junior, and you know at the time, and I didn't really know much about the NCAA. I know we had went on like some, some of uh, some like team visit to University of Michigan and uh, Michigan State, and it was kind of like the only thing I knew really about the, the NCAA. It didn't really interest me at the time, and uh, you know just kind of always playing in Ontario, Newmarket, growing up, like the OHL was a big thing. So obviously, come my draft year, something I wanted, and then. Uh, <clears throat> Draft year went by. Had a, had a good year. I was talking to a couple teams and stuff like that. And come draft day, wasn't really sure what to what to expect. My agents were kind of telling me one thing, and wasn't really completely sold on it. Just because you know, like tell you one thing, but come draft day, anything can really happen. So it was kind of kind of going into the day with no really not really big expectations, and kind of just wait and see how it turns out. And I ended up getting drafted uh, sixth round of the Sioux. And at that time, they had, I think they just went to their first finals or maybe it was a year four or something like that. But, you know, they had players like Darnell Nurse and, like, uh, I don't know, Jared McCann was on the team. Their goalie was Halverson, who was drafted on the show. I think uh, their, their decor, just their decor alone had, like, four four show picks, and, like, two of them were, like, NHL invites. So right away, I kind of. You know, I was just kind of in an awe to be drafted to them and stuff like that. And um, went to camp my first year and went to main camp and stuff like that. And you know, kind of turned out not really not really known to expect because my first time I'd really played with guys much much older than me. Like you know, we always just all we were always all the same age growing up and stuff like that. So it was kind of like a really eye opener experience and stuff like that. And you know, they sent me back down to junior my following year. And then, uh, oh, sorry, for that season, the following year, kind of went, went up to the Sioux, and there wasn't really much change. Like, they didn't really lose that many guys. I think Darnell Nurse was the only only defenseman at the time that they ended up losing. And uh, just went back back to Junior A in Stouffville, and that was kind of my grade 12 year, and I wasn't, like, I wasn't really sure what to, what to do for next year, and I knew I wasn't going to go off to university right away. I kind of wanted to ride out junior and see what would happen. And ended up, uh, ended up talking to a couple of NCAA schools actually, but uh, after my Stouffville year, and um, you know, kind of waited to see what was going to happen there. And it was actually funny because, uh, in terms of the queue, I really had no interest in going whatsoever. Like it was just kind of like something like as soon as like the Odin worked out, I was like, all right, well, you know, the NCAA is going to be an option and stuff like that. And, yeah. My actually a family in on uh, on Montreal, and it was probably three days before uh, three days before training camp. My mom goes, uh, you know, like let's go up to Drummondville, see what it's like. And I really had no interest whatsoever. I talked to Dominic Sharon, who's the coach at the time. He's he's assistant coach for the Habs now, 
and he was a world junior coach that year so he, he had some meetings in Toronto for the world juniors and I actually went down to meet him and even after that like I kind of had no interest whatsoever and then three days before camp like I said my mom was like you know we'll just go worst case it turns out absolutely awful and like you know we get to see family there and stuff like that and I was like ah whatever it's worth a shot so went there and had a good camp and ended up kind of kind of really liking the town and stuff like that and the coaching staff and the team and you know, it was, it was kind of hard to say no once they had told me everything and stuff like that. So it was really weird because I, was, I wasn't even expecting to say whatsoever. I think I packed, like, you know, like a pair of dress pants, a couple shirts and shorts. And then, you know, I had to, I had to live off that for three weeks until I came home for Labor Day weekend. <laughs> hey, was, was Dubas your, your GM there in, in the Sioux for a bit? Yeah, so he was the GM that drafted me. He wow. was there for one summer, and then he ended up going to Leafs. That was the year that... He went to the Leafs, and then they brought in Kyle Raftis, Kyle I think his, his name is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was one of those things where, looking back, it was just kind of, uh, like, I have no regrets. Like, I was I was happy with Floyd Jr. panned out and stuff like that. But looking back, it was kind of one of those things where I was drafted by a certain, like, ownership and a group of group of people. And then come the, come the next year, it was a whole new group and stuff like that. So, you know, stuff like that you can't really control and... But looking back, I, I had a blast on the queue, and it was probably the best three years of my life. Yeah, I mean, like that's unreal. Yeah, the fact that a the Leafs GM looked at you and, and drafted you is like fucked. Yeah, funny, like because he was he was such a young guy at the time too. Like I remember meeting him. He came to my house, and you know, he, you're expecting to meet some OHL, some big OHL GM. You know, he's yeah, he's pretty guy. well known at the time too. <laughs> and you know, this guy shows up, and you know. Patty's favorite video has more hair on his face than he does, and you're just kind of like, what? Like, I think you both do, by the <laughs> You're just completely caught off guard because this guy looks like he could be one of your teammates, but like looking back, it's, it's pretty funny how he uh, how he ended up drafting me. Yeah, wow. That's, that's crazy. A, that's a safe story, actually. Yeah. That's unreal. I, I didn't even know that till till Pat told me. He just whispered in my ear. He goes, fucking, uh, yeah, Dubas is his coach. Or Drag. GM, fuck me. But, um, yeah, he, he he was the GM there, and then Sheldon Keith, who's also the the Marlies yeah, GM yeah. now, or sorry, the Marlies head coach now. He was the head coach there. Yeah, he brings so it was, right, yeah. They had a lot. They had a lot of players, like, or sorry, a lot of like, and I believe the assistant coach went up to the Marlies too. So it, it was it was pretty crazy at the time. Yeah, I mean, like, what, what would probably be your biggest adjustment though? when you were heading from junior to uh, the queue? When I was going from junior A to the queue, I didn't really find, like, obviously it was a lot faster, you know, you're kind of playing against, you're obviously playing against better competition and stuff like that. And um, But in terms of, like, playing with and being on a team, like, I'd already played junior for two years, so, you know, like, I was already playing with guys that are, like, 20 years old and, I think that really helped me. I know if I would have went into, like, let's say the O or the Q at 16, you know, like, that would have been something, like, that would have taken me a while to adjust to. Yeah, it would have been a jump. Yeah, just just the adjustment period on that. But when I went from junior A to the Q, it wasn't as big of an adjustment. I think the biggest thing was just, obviously, it was a lot faster. Like, the pace of the game, everyone's just, like, everyone can shoot the puck, everyone can skate. Like, you know, like, even your fourth-line guys out in the Q and would kind of be, like, you know, your top guys in junior A, so, yeah. but it was, looking back, it was pretty crazy, like, playing against some guys that, like, you know, have established themselves now in the NHL, like, Tom, Thomas Shabbat, 
He was one of the guys I'd played against. Yeah, name drop uh, here. <laughs> he was out in St. John, so yeah, yeah, pretty good hockey player. Ever heard of him? Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it was pretty crazy. Like looking back, and you know, these guys are like, I'm, I'm having to adjust the, the, the junior, like the major junior gaming. You know, like it's kind of taking me some time just because I'm not used to it. And these guys are out here like getting like three, four points a game, acting like it's nothing. Like even yeah. another guy like Sam Gerard, like on Colorado, like this, like just. Just looking back, playing against some of these guys, it's it's kind of crazy. Like you know, they were good in junior, but you never really know how they pan out. And you know, looking back, it's it's pretty crazy to see where they've come. Yeah, I mean, you, you had a you had a good last year though, right? Like I I looked at your hockey DB. You had a you had a yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> you looked at you had a, a sick year. You got you put up forty four points. No. Yeah, so my last year was kind of, uh, that was probably my funniest year hockey um, out in Sherbrooke. Uh, I was traded from Drummondville to Blainville, yeah. and um, in my 19-year-old year. And in Blainville, we were a really deep team. Like, when we were first place in the league, we ended up going to the finals. Like, we had all these top players on our team. Um my roommate was Drake Batherson, like at the time, like you, like it was just it was just crazy the amount of talent we had on this team. I love the name. And, <laughs> another name drop. <laughs> yeah, another name drop. I can go all day, boys. Oh, sorry, you guys hear that? Yeah, a little bit. It's okay. Yeah, my roommate's cooking in the kitchen here. Just off. What a lead! Just a sick oh joke. Sorry, boys. It's all right. It adds, it adds to it. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. Um, looking back, like in my last year. I didn't really like it was kind of something that caught me off guard because after my 19 year old year out in uh, out in Blaville, I had uh, I wasn't really sure what to expect for the following year just because you know in the major junior you can only have three uh, three 20 year olds and uh, we had five on that team so towards the end of the year it was actually a healthy scratch and just kind of like one of those things where it's kind of the price you have to pay just to be on a winning team and stuff like that and yeah. at the time at the time I didn't really care like you know like you're going through all these uh, you're going through all these teams. You're playing with all like all your buddies and stuff like that. And it really didn't matter who uh, like who was in there or the lineup. But um, so yeah, at the end of that year, like I didn't know what to expect. Like I wasn't I wasn't playing really. And um, it was actually on draft day where I had I was actually on a phone call. Believe this. So I was actually on a phone call with my aunt and talked to her probably for half an hour sitting in traffic. <laughs> and after I check, like, I go to hang up, I check my phone, and my phone's been blowing off for, like, the past, like, 20 minutes with, like, text messages from teammates and stuff like that saying, like, good luck next year, man. Like, you know, it was always a blast playing with you and stuff like that. I, yeah. I had absolutely no clue what's going on. I have no missed calls or anything. And, you know, I check Twitter, and I find out I'm traded to another team. It was kind of a, kind of a joke, but... <laughs> did they, did, you found <laughs> it through back, Twitter, not even I, a call? My initial... What's that? Sorry. You found it through Twitter, not even like a phone call from them. Or? Well, I I got I was on the phone, so I. Oh right, like, okay. And I and I wasn't paying attention, so yeah. I like I'd call some agents and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, the coach from the team and I like they probably thought I was blowing them off, but really I was just on the other line. And yeah. you know, I I checked Twitter to find out that I was traded, so it, it was it was pretty funny, but. Yeah. Uh, definitely my last year in Sherbrooke was, was an absolute blast. Like, you know, it was a, we were a mid-pack team, and we were a young team, so it kind of allowed me to to kind of show the younger guys, uh, like, help them adjust to the junior junior lifestyle and the junior game and stuff like that. But definitely, uh, definitely I'd say my last year in junior was probably the best and funnest hockey ever. Yeah. Really got to play. Well, it shows with 44 points. I mean, big power play guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we, it, was, it was pretty nice playing there. We had a, we had a 
pretty good power play. One of our one of our guys, Sam Kalaya, actually, he got drafted first round, and he, he, he got me he got me he got me a couple points. So uh, I don't know it all completely him, but it was it was definitely nice playing with uh, him being on the power play. That's great. Who is uh, like the hardest, toughest forward that you have to play against? Like, like skill wise and everything. Skill skill wise. Uh Last year, I want to say it was Lafreniere. This kid is an absolute stud. Like he's going to be probably, arguably, like a, a one-two pick this year. And the guy was just absolutely unbelievable. Like you know, this this kid, like he's seventeen. He uh, like he's a late burst, so he's he's eighteen now. But last year, he's seventeen at the time, and like he's taken on this league like it's a joke. This wow. guy's seventeen. He's he's beaten Crosby's records out in Ramuski, and you know, at sixteen, the guy put up eighty points or sixty points, whatever it was, something like that. So you could tell right, just right of, away, right? It was just kind of unheard of. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's crazy that you could tell it that quick. Yeah. So he, I, I'd say definitely he was probably the most dominant player I'd played against last year. That's nuts. I mean, what, like, was it his speed or is it just the way he thinks the game? Just everything, really. Like, you know, he he's kind of, he was a Montreal kid and playing in Blainville, like, you know, he was sorry. He was uh, he was a Blaineville kid just outside of Montreal. Right. So there was a lot of stuff always in the paper about him and stuff like that, and, like Crosby comparisons, and you know, like the kid sixteenth. Mind you, he was the first overall pick in the queue, so he was already kind of under the the microscope and the spotlight and stuff like that. But you don't actually realize how talented he is until you play against him. And it's just you know, like just his speed, and it's it's crazy to say, but he plays exactly like Crosby. Like comparing him, like oh, people yeah. say that, and just because he's he's out Ramuski, but if you actually compare him to Crosby, like you know, just the way he protects the puck and how powerful he is, and his speed and how shifty he is, like it's pretty crazy, crazy to see. Yeah, I haven't I haven't got like I haven't gotten to watch him a lot, obviously, but like, like if he's if he's as good as you're making him sound, then that's scary. Though. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not trying to boost his tires completely. I'm no Bob McKenzie, I'm not giving him a scout report or anything, but, like, he, he, is, he is pretty talented, you know, like, just, you do realize how how much of a talent he is when you get to play against him and kind of appreciate, like, how good this kid actually is, really. Yeah. Did he ever, uh, I mean, I guess it kind of ties into the next question, but did he ever, like, torture you, or, like, what was your worst game that you ever had, you'd say? Worst game I ever had. Jeez, there's a couple. There's a couple that come to mind. I had a rough, like not a rough, but I had a bit of an adjustment period. So when I went to Drumville my first year in the queue, I got off to good preseason and everything. You know, I was kind of fitting well. And then it was actually a home opener. I ended up getting uh, getting a concussion in a separated shoulder on the same hit. So I was out for like a month. And my first, it was. I think my second or third game back, we're playing in Shawin again, and um, against uh, yeah, I think Gerard was playing that game actually, and we're playing Shawin again, and I think it's my first shift of the game, probably like two three minutes in, and I have the puck going behind the net. I'm going to do like a control breakout, <laughs> and like I literally like some guy comes and just stick lifts me behind, and does a wraparound and ends up in our net. And it was like my first or second game back from my concussion. And oh, I, I kid you not, I literally sat on the bench the whole time. <laughs> like, my, my coach didn't even tell me to take my stuff off. I li- literally just sat right in the middle of the bench, and that's how my day went. <laughs> yeah, so it definitely shit. was a fun ride home, too, and I think we ended up losing big or something like that that night, so <laughs> made things worse. Wow. Damn. 
Uh, I guess, like, to, to go along with that, how did you react when, like, coaches were in your face and in your grill and just benching you at such a young age, even before the junior career? Yeah, you know, it was kind of tough, and I think the thing that you don't really realize is coming out of minor midget where, you know, we where you know I, I was getting you know good ice time and stuff like that and having to adjust really in my 16 year old year in junior I had a coach where you know I, I really wasn't familiar with um at all and we had an older team and stuff like that so I think that was the biggest kind of reality check really is when you go from getting you know something that was always not really seemed like as a given but like at the same time you you, you go from something to where you're playing, you know, you know, we're not clocking minutes in, like, minor midget or anything like that, but, like, you know, you're playing, like, every shift and stuff like that. Yeah. So you're come, consistent. Come junior A as a 16-year-old where you're really having to, like, fight for, like, your spot on the roster, and that was kind of, like, the biggest thing where I, looking back, like, probably didn't adjust, like, didn't react at the best, but, like, uh, like it was all kind of, like, part of the learning process, really, like, you know, like, when you're 16 you don't really understand the bigger picture and like all you want to do is play rather than just kind of understand the process and really you know what it takes to to be a a, like a hockey player really and like it was only the it was only junior a like in i wasn't kind of really sure on how to go about it you know like everyone kind of wants to move on in hockey and like you kind of start doubting yourself where you're like you know if this stuff's happening you know what's gonna happen later on and stuff like that but that was kind of like the hardest part for me really How'd you move past that? Pardon me? How'd you uh, move past that with, with your mindset? Uh, kind of, not really, you know, you kind of start to tell yourself, but like when, when you're really kind of just given the opportunity, really, it's kind of like season the, season the moment. And I know it's kind of cliche to, to say, but really it's kind of like, you know, once you started getting, the biggest thing was to gain the coach's confidence. Like, you know, you're 16 at the time playing junior A and, you know, no, no junior experience whatsoever, and you know, like the coach goes from, uh, you know, telling you you're kind of know the lineup to like, you know, once you kind of get in the lineup, okay, well, you know, gaining his confidence, and you know, not trying to, not trying to be a hero out there, just really keeping it simple and doing the little things, and you know, I think in the long run, it really paid off. Yeah, it's a great approach, man. It's really good. Um. I guess now we'll talk about uh, you're playing for for Guelph now. Uh, yeah, you played three games, right? Yeah, yeah. We finished up our preseason, and now uh, we're we're three games into the season. How, how are you liking it? It's good. I really enjoy it. It's definitely nice to be back in Ontario with you know seeing a lot of guys that I grew up playing hockey against, like minor hockey and junior junior A here. Kind of being out in Quebec, it was it was a little different just because like you know going to Quebec, you don't really know anybody and. And obviously, come year three, you know, you're, you create these relationships and these friendships that are going to last, you know, forever and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's that's the biggest thing for me, like, kind of being able to play in front of, like, family and friends, like, back home and, you know, getting, even for my parents, really kind of getting the chance to see me play. And most games, really, not having to drive seven hours. But it's, it's definitely different than, like, junior, just because, you know, obviously... Having to, having to do school, it's, it's kind of a priority now, and compared to hockey. But it's it's once you find that balance between the both of them, then it's it's pretty fun. Yeah. So what's the kind of like the the speed of the game compared to the queue? It kind of really caught me off. Like I didn't really know what to expect, just because like in past, like people would refer to CIS kind of as a joke. 
and yeah, like now that I'm in it, it's definitely like it's definitely not a joke. Like these, <laughs> like it's all X, like major junior, like you're 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 you know your average major junior player, and then like your top junior A players playing this league, and you know like it's not. I wouldn't say it's not as serious because it still is. Like you know, guys are still at, like you know we're still working out every day, we're still practicing every day and stuff like that. It's nothing like that, but it does. It's just kind of you kind of reach the point where like hockey's not the main priority, just because it you know you, you also do have to keep up with school, and that was the biggest thing for me. But it's in terms of like skill and speed, you know maybe I wouldn't say it's drastically different, but it's you know there is a difference between junior where you're you're playing with your top guys like uh, you know the top guys that are going to move on to the NHL and pro and stuff like that. So like now we're in CIS where it's kind of like it was all like your average junior players or sorry your major junior players and like your junior A players. So it's kind of the biggest difference. Yeah, I mean, um, I guess we won't take up too much of your time here, but I want to I wanna ask you one last question because uh, we've, we've, been, we've been ranting about him for time now, but what, what, do, you, uh, what do you think of Babcock? <laughs> Mike Babcock. Oh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I've, I've been a Leafs fan my whole life. My, my dad, Vic, he's, uh, he, he grew up in Toronto and stuff like that, so he, he, definitely, he definitely made me... Uh, Made me a Leafs fan since kind of day one, but you know when they brought him in four, what is it, four or five years ago now? Yeah. You know, there's all this excitement. He's coming out of Detroit with a couple cops and stuff like that, and you know, like now he's not really get out of the out of the first round, which is kind of <laughs> kind of you know deceiving, just because you know he's bringing Leafs are bringing in some some coach with all like this this winning mentality and stuff like that, and yeah. but. You know, it's definitely been a couple frustrating past couple of years just because, you know, obviously playing Boston the past couple of years and, you know, the heartbreaks and stuff like that and that one year against Washington. And But, you know, there's definitely a couple questions, uh, question marks, I'd say, last year, you know, with him. People aren't sure if he's going to come back, and I think, like, he's definitely got to prove it this year. Otherwise, you know, he might be he might be looking for a job come the summer. Yeah, would you would you can him if they're five hundred by December? By December, yeah. I don't know because like you look at teams <laughs> where like look at teams like St. Louis where you know they're dead last, and obviously that doesn't happen too often. They're dead last in you know January and they win the cup. They did. But, they canned their coach in December though. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That is true. Uh, <laughs> but I, I don't know. Like they're. The thing that's him, like the thing in Babcock, he's playing in Toronto, right? Like yeah. it's you know every every decision you make is kind of under the microscope, and like you know like it's not like you're playing in a in a market like I don't know like Florida or I mean even Tampa, like yeah. where yeah they get the fans, but it's not like you know there's not that as much media every day and stuff like that. So I don't know. I, I think about it. I think. They, they, they'd seriously put some thought into me, but I think just because they're playing in Toronto, they definitely probably wouldn't can him come December. So, okay. But I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, for so, sure. And I guess just before we let you go, is there any stories you want to tell? Because <laughs> I know, I know you're, you're full of stories. stories. Get it off your chest if you want it. Any stories I want to tell? For the fans, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have a story that comes to mind, but probably I want to say it was either my minor or my, it was playing with you, Patty. It was either a minor okay. Bantam or Bantam year. Okay. I forget what year it was, but I just remember your dad being one of the funniest guys. Like he was our trainer, 
kid, Patty Stewart, dogs for video. Some guy would get hurt, and this guy would be taking everything out of the medical kit, like not knowing what's going on. You know, Dom, can I get a can I get a, a band aid? Well, this guy's going fishing all the way deep in this thing. <laughs> I think my dad's actually got a picture of it. I remember at Pickering College once, coldest ranked ever, yeah, like absolute real. coldest ranked. And you know, we just finished our our hour dry land before we can barely breathe and stuff like that <laughs> with our coach and then we go on the ice one of the guys gets hurt and i forget what happened but Don, i look over and your dad is just fishing everything out of this first aid kit and i have no idea what's going on i'm like Don, like what are you doing and oh like i'm looking for a band-aid <laughs> but that was one of the funniest things playing with patty and i was Obviously, playing a big tone this summer was uh, was yeah, fun was playing huge. at sport check and stuff like that. That was uh, that, that was a fun league. Like it was, yeah. You know, hockey, hockey wasn't the best, but you know, <laughs> the boys had a lot of fun playing in it. Right, would come out and score three goals, and then would show up for about four games and just do it all over. Again. Thanks for coming out. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> there, there's actually a decent story, actually. I think it was Bantam we had, and Ryan's like, uh, we had a bunch of new rookies on the team, and Ryan's like, all right, uh, pack my bag to one of the rookies. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, so McSweeter's just, he's one of the rookies, and he's just packing Ryan's bag during practice, <laughs> and like, I don't know, tying his skates or something. So a couple practices later, I'm just at the rink, like, I don't know, taping my stick out, and then all of a sudden, this lady comes up to me. She's like, excuse me, are you Ryan DeSova? And I'm like, uh, no. She's like, oh, because I'm Cameron McSween's mom. And I heard you've been making my son pack your bag. And I'm like, yeah, that's not me. See ya. <laughs> year on the team and, you know, there, 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 there's a couple guys that are messing with them Not, nothing nothing offside or no, anything no, like no. that you know we, we just kind of kind of just joking around with them and stuff like that and I remember one day I think he was pissing me off or pissing somebody off in practice and I said it as a joke I'm like pack my bag I'd like thrown all my equipment out everywhere uh, just in front of me and I said it as a joke but like he, he just wanted to fit in so bad that he packed my whole bag and zipped it up and I'm like dude what are you doing man like I'm, I'm over here joking around and this guy's actually packing like bags like you know like he's a trainer or something <laughs> I just thought it was so funny the mother thought it was you and I was just about to get canned okay well, well one more story I, I don't know if you're on the team here but Cam McSween was, he was playing in, a, we were in the Silver Stick and Whitney, we were playing in some Marley's, and this kid loses an edge. Well, in Whitby, at the old rink, you, you have to, like, cross the ice to, like, go to the parents or something like that. So Cam McSween's mom wheels around the ice <laughs> behind the bench, and he, t- he takes off the skate. Well, this kid decides to get one skate sharpened. <laughs> Not two. One skate. And uh, we're getting killed by, like, the Marlies. Like, this team's unbelievable. They all, like, these top end guys. And, like, you know, we're barely surviving the solar sector. So Cam's mom comes back in his skates. Or his one skate, actually. And throws it at him. Like, comes over the bench, throws it at him, saying, You're playing like shit, Cam. Wake up. <laughs> and I'm just, like, in disbelief. I'm like, did this actually just happen? Like, this kid's mom literally just walked all the way around the ring with one skate on and threw it at the kid. <laughs> I never, like, no skate or anything. 
nothing. I've never seen anything like that. And then I think we ended up losing the game like 10-1 or something like that. We were eliminated, but <laughs> that's the one thing I remember from that year. <laughs> that's fucking that's, awesome. That's amazing. Oh, it was hilarious. I was, I was in complete disbelief. I'm like, no way that actually just happened. <laughs> oh, man. Great, great kid, though. Oh, yeah. oh great kid. One of, the, one of the best guys ever. Yeah. <laughs> that's unreal. <laughs> Yeah, it was too funny. Do you uh, you got anything else for him or? Uh, that's 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 like one of the major things that came. Anything to... else for Cammy McSween? Oh, nothing really comes to mind. I, I know one practice where actually when you talked about Pickerton College, um, I don't know Ryan's out fucking taping one of his hundred sticks, and I know <laughs> some of the boys just actually lubed up one of his sticks before practice. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was the worst thing. Like I was always in the middle of stuff, like. The boys always fucking me and just, you know, it was, it was all fun and jokes and stuff like that. But, like, I was really picky about my equipment, too. So, sometimes, you know, like, they put, they put tape under my blades or something like that. Yeah, I'm know. And, you know, running onto the ice and trying to three quick hard tries, you know, like Matt Burst used to do back in the day. And then fucking fall on each shit. Just, like, I got clear tape at the bottom of my blades. And, oh, I don't know. It, 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 looking back, it was all funny. It's, it's nice that we're all still buddies to this day, too, so. And the best is, like, before a game, if you want to rattle Ryan, just go touch one of his sticks that he's taping out there. Oh, it's, it's honestly so bad. Like, and I'm still that way, too. Like, I'm a complete, like, men- you know when they say, like, mental midget? Like, I'm a mental midget. Like, yeah. I, like it, I, I am so routine when it comes to hockey that, like, if something doesn't go right, like, my head's just, like, my mind's just everywhere for the first, like, couple minutes of the game. Like, just completely, like, it's, it's so bad, but it's, I've always been that way, and, you know, I, probably will never change but it's, it's just so funny like if you knew like if you know to piss me off like it's not hard like you literally just touch one of the th- uh, sticks or you know misplaced tape or fuck up a tape job or something like that and you know. that's it it's over yeah <laughs> that's actually when uh when i was playing yotes that year and the guys i think one of the guys like man because we passed by you, like, man, we should have just touched one of Ryan's twigs. He would have been rattled for the first. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And it was just one of those things where, like, it was so stupid. Like, it's, it's a fucking hockey stick. And, you know, I'm, I'm, like, it still happens. But, like, I'm just, like, I'm not a professional in a lot of things. Like, fuck schoolwork and all that shit. <laughs> Far from it. I'm the first one to admit it. <laughs> but, like, when it comes to fucking hockey stuff, like, my bleeds have to be a certain way. My stick has to be a certain way like it's just i don't know that's like you know like completely it like <laughs> fuck but it's literally been since day one uh, that's, it's, that's not, it's not like that for sport check i know that's for sure <laughs> oh no fuck. sport check clock in and out and you know do my time and hand in my two weeks yeah. hand in my two weeks notice on a sticky note that's an absolute beauty <laughs> move on a sticky note. <laughs> ah, they're lucky you even got a sticky note. Holy. Yeah, I wonder if I'm getting called back on Christmas time. <laughs> um, there's actually another one. We actually played Friday night games in like EG or something, just somewhere out there, right? The absolute best place to play on Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how this happened, but we, we had a couple like puck bunnies, broads come to the yeah. game, right? And they're all up in the stands. And then Ryan rips one. And then he turns around so he sells to make sure they see his name <laughs> to make sure yeah <laughs> I absolutely love it yeah, that, that, that's a true story <laughs> they're verified don't deny that <laughs> absolute weapon move but yeah look, looking back that was 
that's probably the stupidest thing. Okay, we'd play Friday nights in Sharon Arena. No, but nobody was there. Like, yeah, I know. We I, had the, I think in our minor midget year, we had the option to play like Saturday nights at five o'clock at Magna, or nine o'clock, a nine o'clock on Friday at Sharon Arena. No, like, the we, absolute worst yeah. thing. We played you act. No, we played you Friday nights at Magna. That could, yeah. I, well, Pro- it was it was weird because we had we a set schedule, and then like we'd have the odd game where like we play at Magna. Oh, that, it was just, I thought it, it was stupid. Like the bigger games would be at Magna because like it fits more people, like more scouts could come out and everything. I don't know, more convenient. Well, that, that was the thing. Like we wanted, so it was a minor major year. You know, everyone's <laughs> raving about the draft and stuff like that. Ever, like we're like our our coach, one of the biggest hard asses. You know, <laughs> who's ever coached anybody? Like this kid's like kid. There's actually a story. Of this guy that once cut his own kid. Apparently, like no oh, one actually knows yeah. that's true or not, but. He ends up. He, he was just so stubborn and everything, and he he wanted to he wanted to make sure that we played Friday nights in Sharon over Saturday nights in Newmarket. And I remember this caused like the biggest like chaos. Like parents were bitching, and you know scouts were bitching, and like because it's actually going yeah. off and because it was a known uh, thing that York Simcoe plays Friday nights at Magna at the Bobby because like that's yeah. that's like what it's always been. It's always been that, and then, you know, we come in, and, you know, it's not like we were demanding, or it's not like we had won anything, really, so I don't know why we started demanding anything, and, you know, we come in, and we demanded that we played in Sharon, and that's what we got. I don't know why, but (laughs) looking back, it was kind of funny, because, like, you know, probably would have benefited us if we played in Magna, and stuff like that but i I just remember that being the biggest debate that year and people were losing their minds yeah i know we had a we when we played you at magna that one time we actually had a decent crowd out because well well richmond hill versus yc it's usually a big game but there was a decent amount of people out there yeah we had a couple good battles like i remember like even like you know you went over to south central and like cameron ray was there obviously like greater like me searles dare searlesy yeah like dare yeah, we those were always the big games too, and I didn't, like coming like high school, like everyone kind of knew everyone. Like, like a bunch of guys went to Bill Carlos together, and yeah. you know, obviously you playing with us uh, before, or you're playing with us before. So those those are actually some of the best games. Like they they're lots of fun stuff. Yeah, for sure, it got dialed up like uh, an extra notch for those games. <laughs> oh yeah, you know and. You know, you come flying out for your five-minute warm-up before the game. <laughs> <laughs> the boys would be buzzing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'd be gassed after the warm-up. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's pre-game rich, though, is Patty Cerviz in his tracksuit. Oh, yeah. my God, something's never changed. He still does that for men's league, man. <laughs> come on. Yeah, yeah man. I remember one year, one year, I think it was like Bantam or Minor Bantam. One year, we all got these sick sweaters. And like, we never got sweaters before in New York Simcoe. Like, everyone's fired up. And, you know, we're always like looking to like wear these sweaters every chance you get. No, not Patty Service. This guy's walking in with his tracksuit. He's all fired up. He's dialed in. He'd be cut. Like, if I'm not mistaken, I think Patty would tape the stick at home, too. Yeah, 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? 100%. Yeah. I remember asking Patty for tape once. He's like, well, no, I tape my stick at home. Oh, it's just one of those rituals. I always tape my twig at home, and I always have to wear a tracksuit and warmies. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that was, just, that was fucked. Uh, the good old days, bud. The good old days. Oh, yeah, buddy. Well, um... 
I mean, uh, thank you for doing this, eh? Yeah, thanks, Appreciate buddy. Yeah, it. No, no problem, guys. I mean, I, I listen quite a bit. And, uh, you know, obviously playing with you, Patty, and working with you, Big Tone. Yeah, big guy, know, right. It's, it's nice <laughs> to see you guys, start, you guys start this little thing, and I'll see you guys get as big as, uh, you know, spit chicklets one day. Yeah, we keep having guys like you come on. We'll, we'll fucking be there in no time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, buddy. Just keep, uh, keep up with the swab. Promo codes and the swipe ups and everything, and right. uh, you know, you guys will be there in no time. Big tone twenty. Big, t- <laughs> Big tone twenty. Swipe up for uh, twenty five percent off a tracksuit. <laughs> oh go. man, you kill me, buddy. All done. Th- thanks, though. Thank you. So I hope you guys uh, enjoyed that interview. I know it was a little bit longer, but. Fuck, it was, a, it was a great time. I uh, want to thank Ryan again for coming on. It was uh, some good stories, eh? Just fucking... Yeah, I mean, I think that was a great interview. Yeah. It was, re- it was a long one, but I think it was really good and it was much needed. And I think the viewers will really appreciate that, the different insights he has and the stories he had. Yeah. Um, but uh, you want to give yeah, a little shout Yeah, so we got a, a DM today from Zach Rose. And we just want to shout out the minor bantam Peter Bro Peets. Uh, good luck in your entire season and all the best, boys. Yeah, uh, thanks for listening. Um, obviously, uh, it's great whenever you guys message us and uh, let us know that you're listening, and we really appreciate it. So, and if you guys have anything you guys want to talk about in the next episode, just honestly message us or send in like a voice note or anything. Yeah, so we'll 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 send you a link, um, and then you can just record a voice note and send it to us and. Uh, it'll be played on the next episode and uh, we'll discuss what you talked about and uh, you'll get a feature. So uh, if you're interested, do that. And uh, I think that's, we're all good, yeah, right? Follow us at Views from the Bench. Obviously, we'll be posting daily and we have a bunch of content coming out. So stay tuned. Yes. And uh, thank you guys for listening and we'll see you soon.